Hello, uh, my name's Stuart Leakes, I'm editor at Opera North, and I'm here talking to Dougie Scarf, who is Opera North's chorus and orchestra director and concerts director, about uh, Wagner's Das Rheingold, which is the beginning of Opera North's four-year journey through uh, Wagner's epic ring cycle, um, which he describes as a stage festival play for three days and a preliminary evening. And uh, Das Rheingold is indeed the preliminary evening. Um, and it's a, it's a kind of prologue, isn't it, Dougie, to the whole of the cycle? Yes, it really uh, sets up so many things. It sets up the story, it sets up the different groups of characters, it sets up the sound world, uh, and it definitely sets up the scale of the, this whole journey of this, as you said, this epic cycle of uh, four operas. And we really do begin at the beginning, don't we, with the, 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 the opening four or five minutes of the, uh, the prelude, which Wagner described in a rather wonderful phrase as, as, as being the cradle song of the world. <laughs> yes, it was terribly modest, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it is one of the great moments in music. And, and anyone who's ever watched a film uh, that starts with a sunrise and you hear... Um, some very quiet murmuring of music in the background. It starts here in Rheingold. It starts here in the, in the late 19th century uh, with a low E-flat, which is the name of a note. It's a very powerful sounding note, but played very, very quietly. And really from that moment, um, he builds just up a very, very simple texture using this very large orchestra that he had. And you are just like, you are just, drawn in to a world and, and really just taking four or five minutes to almost set the sound um, is a very important part of getting your audience and the characters mm -hmm. and even the artists um, really into that project. Yes and it, it, it's I always think it's wonderful the way that it starts almost as if you know it sounds almost static it's almost there's no movement. There's no beginning it. and it's almost you you it should always have been there. You just happen to have woken up to it. Yes. Oh, it's there, but actually it may have been there for millennia. Yes. Uh, and he takes, the, takes that one single note and builds into a, into a group of related notes called an, ar an arpeggio, but it's just a very, very, very simple, almost the most simple collection of notes you can have built on, on one bass. Uh, and he just gradually expands and, and, and builds it until you're in a swirling torrent of, a, of the great river of the Rhine. And I think that's the great thing about this whole cycle is that actually it's a great story. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, if people think you, the ring has a, has a almost unique mythology around it, partly for people who do love it, and also partly for people who maybe don't go to it. And all I'd say for people who maybe not been to it before is actually the story is a as almost as a universal story of love, power, betrayal, consequences um, that, that any film or any great play book might might cover. And it's and Wagner t unfolds it in a wonderfully clear, delineated way.
So let's, shall we talk a little bit about the way that um, Opera North has elected to present this cycle? Uh, not in our usual um, theatre venues, but in concert halls, in a concert staging. Obviously the project's being um, conducted by Richard Farnes, Opera North's music director. Um, the other key creative person on board is Peter Mumford, mm. um, who is this rather extraordinary kind of renaissance man, really. <laughs> you know, uh, very well known probably to Opera North audiences as a, a wonderful lighting designer, mm. but yes. also designs for the stage in a more general sense, and is a director. Um, and has some experience of working on the ring as well, so seemed the ideal candidate to sort of oversee the dramatic, as it were, presentation of it. So what we're, this phrase, concert staging, what does it mean in, in this context? It means something which is still evolving. At the moment that we talk, we're sort of um, two and a half weeks off the off the opening night and uh, in fact I think today is the, is the first day of the, the music working with the singers, working with Richard Farns, uh, working with uh, Peter Mumford uh, on, on the thing. Now anyone coming to the, this performance is not going to be like going to see the Messiah in the concert hall. So there will be lighting, the orchestra will be on lit stands, the, the singers will be in some costume, there will be projection images. We are singing in German, we think it's very important that you sing in German because the actual whole language comes over so much better. So we are singing in German but we, we have English subtitles um, on our plasma screens like we do in the Grand Theatre. So all of that amazing text will be there for the audience. So it's a really wonderful opportunity, apart from anything else, to hear um, all of the extraordinary detail and colour that Wagner puts into the score by having the orchestra there centre stage on the platform. Yes, I mean, you know, when they... At the Rainbow Bridge, he writes, you know, we have six harps. Well, when you see the six harps on stage, uh, all playing away in a proper acoustic, you're there. You can't possibly be anything other than uh, transformed. So much, so many of those big, like the Valhalla motif, um, the, the, the motif describing their palace fortress, uh, it, with the brass, with the four horns, with the four Wagner tubers, with the three normal trombones plus a contrabass trombone plus a tuba you know you've got a, a big a full brass section and the three trumpets and the bass trumpet as well it's a you know he really does extend the whole the sonic range of the orchestra sometimes by using more players sometimes by inventing new instruments to, to help create the sound world that he wants to and um, and of course normally it's hidden away whereas this is this is going to be quite the opposite we will all be staged in such a way that hopefully you know almost all the audience can see everyone in the orchestra and really appreciate uh, what it is not to mention the 10 anvil players who will be uh, giving us uh, <laughs> the full works uh, when uh, when we have Nibelheim Peter talked about storytelling hasn't yes it? this is yeah it's great priorities how do we tell this story yeah and I think that's uh, uh, going back to what we said before it, it is in many respects a universal story of uh, you know love and power and betrayal uh, and I think it's really important that as a company with Peter's help through lighting through imagery through the text 
through the way we place the singers, through the way that they, you know, um, they interact with the music, that you create that story. Uh, it's very important for us that we don't get in the way of musically delivering it, because really, it, that's the, you know, in, in the end, we we need to make sure that musically it's delivered well, it's together. It's you know, we won't have people running around the stage in order to try and get a theatricality into it, because apart from anything else, that just simply wouldn't work. So, it's about getting a combination of things that work together, and I think it's in the nature of a theatrical company that when we look at something in a concert setting which could be quite straightforward we think no actually as an opera company we need to we need to engage in in the theater of the of this piece while also um, having a fantastic opportunity to celebrate the musical values of this um, and I certainly know yeah we're really looking forward to it mm. it was amazing we had our first orchestral rehearsal couple of Sundays ago and um, there was the most fun, extraordinarily positive and excited atmosphere uh, amongst the orchestral players as that first E-flat rang around and uh, it was really quite actually quite a special moment for the company. <laughs> <laughs>